Hey guys, it's Dr. Delvina, board certified psychiatrist in South Florida. Are you ready to take the couch? Hey guys, it's Dr. Delvina. Are you ready to take the couch? Hey, 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 guys, it's Dr. Delvina. Thomas. Yes, board certified psychiatrist in South Florida. And I just wanted to tell you about some ways you can follow me. First of all, you can get in touch with me by sending an email to info, I-N-F-O, at D-R, as in doctor, at drdelvina.help. That's H-E-L-P, so info at drdelvina.help. That's spelled D-R, D as in Delta, E-L, V as in Victor, E-N-A, dot help, H-E-L-P. I'm also on Instagram and Facebook. They are um, matching now. So it used to be my Instagram was a little different than my Facebook page, and that Facebook page got taken down. So now they're both the same, which they are both Dr. Delvina, D-R, D as in Delta, E-L, V as in Victor, E-N-A. And my website used to be drdelvina.help, but I'm redoing the website so soon it will be launched and it will be Dr. Delvina, so doctor abbreviated again, D-R-D-E-L, V as in Victor, E-N-A, help, H-E-L-P dot com. You may also follow my office, which is D-R-T, Brain Love. We are DRT Behavioral Services, PLLC, but we go by DRT Brain Love on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Please feel free to follow all and subscribe to those pages. And our website is uh, brainlovehelp.com, B-R-A-I-N-L-O-V-E-H-E-L-P.com. Everything is about help. And we also have a website for our, for our spa and also for our um, CBD and uh, medicinal cannabis licensure. So there's links for those um, websites on DRT Brain Love website as well as on my website when it launches. But feel free to subscribe to all of the um, podcast platforms. Please subscribe on iHeartRadio, on Pandora, on Spotify, on Google Podcasts, on Apple Podcasts. And if you're um, a member on Anchor, which is Anchor by Spotify, please feel free to subscribe on Anchor as well. As you know, the more subscribers you have, the better. I do appreciate the the subscribers that I have to date. And some of you have been with me since the podcast started in May 2020. So we're in our third year, and I appreciate your support. And if you're sending a monthly contribution, I appreciate that support. And if you're not sending a contribution, but you're listening on a regular basis, I greatly appreciate that support as well. If you haven't already done so, please uh, do a rating on your favorite podcast platform and share it with other people, man. All right. Remember, brain love. Hey, all you slugs, get up right now. Get up, get out your beds. Get on your uniforms and your boots and put on those covers. <laughs> Hey guys, it's another Sunday night. <laughs> it is time for the Brain Love Podcast. Listen, Veterans Day is coming up. This Friday is Veterans Day. And so 
This is my first episode of November and the first episode leading into Veterans Day. And I wanted to make it a special episode. So I am on the couch with another veteran. She was a member of the Marine Corps, Candace Haynes. She is a comedian. Yes. So I'm going to talk to her about her transition all of the things that she did in life and how she transitioned to becoming a comedian. But before we do that, do this or do that, I just want to have a little bit of fun. So I was scrolling through and listening to different songs um, from the military. Now, I know you guys know this song. I know you heard this on some movie somewhere. Now let's switch it up. This is Duty, Honor, Country. So for those of you who don't know, I am a member of the Army Reserve. And I serve my country proudly with all of the things that have been happening in America throughout the years, throughout the centuries, throughout the decades, with everything that has happened Representation is so important. Representation is the the ultimate, man, because if we don't have folks in certain places who look like us, there is no representation. Now, this is the presentation of colors. I know you've heard this before. And when I hear these songs... Like, although I'm a black woman in America, I'm still an American. And you cannot be, you can't have, you can't be loyal and dedicated to your country and not, and not be a patriot and not believe in your country. You know, there's certain things we as people in the military, women and men, to take oath of office. It's something special that one does. Okay, now I'm transitioning to the cadences. When we go running, if you have a good collar, a good cadence collar, you will not realize you just ran five miles. I haven't done that in a while, but... Or you won't realize that you ran two miles. So cadence calling is a big deal in the military. It's a huge deal. So you have to have a cadence caller who knows how to... Um, deep in their voice and they are um, they have bass to their voice and they can carry their voice and you know everyone needs to hear the cadence caller that's in that platoon or in that squad or that's on that run everyone must hear the cadence caller so you have to have a voice that projects so and before we get to the interview I also just want you guys to hear something it's the Soldier's Creed of the Army. I serve the people of the United States and live the Army values. I serve the people of the United States and live the Army values. I will always place the mission first. I will always place the mission first. I will never accept defeat. I will never accept defeat. I will never quit. I will never quit. I will never leave a fallen comrade. I will never leave a fallen comrade. Discipline, physically and mentally tough. I'm disciplined, physically, mentally tough. Trained and proficient in my warrior tasks and drills. Trained and proficient in my warrior tasks and 
maintain my arms, my equipment, and myself. I am an expert and I am a professional. I am an expert and I am a professional. I stand ready to deploy, engage, and destroy the enemies of the United States of America in close combat. I stand ready to deploy, engage, and destroy the enemies of the United States of America in close combat. I am a guardian of freedom and the American way of life. I am a guardian of freedom and the American way of life. I am an American soldier. Yes, so if you couldn't really hear that, allow me to just take a second to just read the Soldier's Creed. If you have a family member who served in the military, this the Soldier's Creed is for Army soldiers. Um, I'm sure the Marines has one. I'm sure the Navy has one. I'm sure the Coast Guard has this. I'm sure the Air Force has this. But remember to thank your family members, your friends, your coworkers. If they are veterans, thank them for their service because freedom is not... Free. Freedom is not free. Someone has to someone has to go to war for us. So we sometimes we engage these conflicts and oftentimes we have no idea what the fuck we're doing over there. As actually was the case during Vietnam. So if you will, the soldiers creed, I am an American soldier. I am a warrior and a member of a team. I serve the people of the United States and live the army values. I will always place the mission first. I will never accept defeat. I will never quit. I will never leave a fallen comrade. I am disciplined, physically and mentally tough, trained and proficient in my warrior tasks and drills. I always maintain my arms, my equipment, and myself. I am an expert and I am a professional. I stand ready to deploy, engage, and destroy the enemies of the United States of America in close combat. I am a guardian of freedom and the American way of life. I am an American soldier. Well, here we go. Motivated. Everybody. Let's do it. Hey, Chapman. Pray for me. All right, y'all. We're about to get on the couch with Miss Candace. The comedian Candace, man. Stay tuned. Look for her as she travels around the country and visits all of your comedy clubs, your improvs, and all those things. Check her out. This is Here We Go Motivated. This is another running cadence. If you exercise to these things, it will get you going. All right, y'all. Are you ready to take the couch? Hey, 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 guys. It's Sunday night, so you know it's time for another episode of The Brain Love Podcast. I've already introduced myself. I'm introducing the person on my couch tonight. I have the beautiful, the sexy Candace Haynes. Hey, Candace. Hey. Welcome to the couch. Thank you for having me. Are, are, are you ready to take the couch? I'm ready to take the couch. I'm always ready. To, I've been waiting to take the couch. If I didn't know you, I would test you out, but I know you, so I know you're ready. <laughs> <laughs> so, guys. Listen, she's a comedian. I'm laughing already. She didn't even say anything to make me laugh. But so before those of you who do not know Candace Haynes Forrester, she's an American comedian, a professional speaker, a broadcaster, a producer, a host and an actress. And let me tell you, y'all, she's a damn good host. Um, I've been a part of a couple of events that she was hosting. We actually co-hosted something together for um, the big three. Yes. Yep. At Iguanas, when Iguanas was still open. 
So um, I am just tickled to have her on the couch because I had no idea that this lady had become a comedian. And when I saw it, I was like, oh my God, this is like the perfect fit because she has such onstage presence. She can engage any crowd. If you've ever been to an event that she hosted or she's been a part of, you guys, well, you know this, you know this to be true. I'm not just saying this to gas her, but she is known as one of the greatest motivational speakers. And as I said, now she's in comedy. She first gained recognition for her work in professional speaking by working with her mentor, Emmy awarded motivational guru, Les Brown. Ooh, all right. You got references, girl. You got references. So I'm going to ask you how you transitioned into this um, comedy space. But before we get there, um, you know, I just want folks to know who you really are. You're on the couch tonight because uh, November includes Veterans Day. And I wanted to have a veteran for the first Sunday of the month. You guys, I didn't mention that she's a veteran. She is one of few women who have been in the United States Marine Corps. I'm going to get to that. If you're familiar with the military, you know the, the Marines are the baddest of the branches. They are bad, y'all. And for her to be a Black woman in the Marines, we got to give her her, give her, her her props, her flowers right now. So before we get into that, I just want you to know that she's been with other uh, industry titans, including Emmy Award. Oh, I'm sorry. I already mentioned Les Brown, but we also got to go on to American author John Maxwell. I have a couple of his books right here in my office. Um, an Australian, Australian evangelist, Nick. How does he say his last name, Candace? Vujicic. Okay. <clears throat> yeah, Nick Vujicic. Got it. The hip-hop preacher, Eric Thomas. No relation to me. Um, entrepreneurs, sales strategists, international speakers, including Dr. Ruben West, Congress people, just several folks, man. So I'm happy that you're here and I'm happy you're here to share your story and how you transitioned into this challenging, complicated space. Because if anyone knows anything about comedy, it ain't for the weak hearted. No, <laughs> it's definitely not that. <laughs> so she was a corporate, uh, she was a journalist in the, the U.S. Marines. Um, she's been an international producer. She is a media personality. She's so many things. And I think you parlayed all of those things into your stage act and what you do. Yeah, hundred percent. Guys, if you're not driving right now, as you're listening to this episode, if you're not on your treadmill, not on your Peloton, go to her website, which is Candace Haynes. That's C-A-N-D-Y-C-E-H-A-Y-N-E-S.com. You may know her daddy too. I had no idea that was your dad. No, <laughs> that is, you know, it's crazy. We would go out and do events and people would think that my dad, that I was like my dad's girlfriend or something. I was like, hold up. Your dad looks good for his age, man. No, no, that's my daddy. <laughs> <laughs> I came from him. No, yeah. we almost look exactly alike, except for yeah. I have hair. <laughs> Yes. All right. Before we get into the comedy space, I just want people to know about you and the Marine Corps. How old were you when you joined the Marines? I joined the Marines when I was 17. Mm, 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 mm. When I was 17, I actually graduated high school early. Um, and I just decided I wanted to do something different. Like I really wanted to make a move. Um, it, it, that's, a that is a move. Point. That's a big, that's a big move. That's like, a move. I'm about big moves. And that's how I ended up in comedy. That's the comedy was a big move. 
Um, I think a lot of people think that comedians are not intelligent beings or that they're, you know, that it's like, oh, it's just like they're the court jester or whatever it is. And it really takes someone with a level of intellect to weave in and connect people from yeah. all different walks of lives, uh, from all different backgrounds to be able to say, hey, let's connect. Mm-hmm. And so it really did start for me very early on. I kind of made a decision that a lot of people weren't even thinking about making. I didn't go to prom. I didn't go to graduation. I was already a United States Marine when my class was walking across the stage. Damn. What month did you go to? Um, what is it? Camp Lejeune? Where do you guys go? <laughs> I went to Paris Island. And I okay, that's the Paris other one. Island. Yeah, Paris Island. So at that time, I don't know if it's different now, but at that time, Paris Island was the only place where females would go to become Marines. That was the only place. So all females went to Paris Island. Males had the option of like the Paris Island, depending on what coast you're on, or you might have went to California. But we okay. was all with the sand fleas at Paris Island. And uh, yeah, it was rough. Where's Paris Island located for people who don't know? I want to say it's in South Carolina. Okay. Um, it was in the dead of the night that I was kidnapped to this place. <laughs> <laughs> to tell y'all the truth. And I have not been back since, but... <laughs> Um, it's in South Carolina and there's nothing around there. And I believe I, again, I haven't been back, but I think maybe I'll do, um, a little tour and go back and visit some of the places on active duty as I have this month, I'm launching, um, some veterans projects. And and that's including also building morale. Morale is a really big part of the Marine Corps. Mm -hmm. That's how we keep everybody motivated and you keep that togetherness and comedy is an option to do that. So yeah, get on that USO tour, girl. Go see some soldiers over in Kuwait and shit like that. Yeah, y'all recommend me. Yeah, contact the USO, USO. Contact the USO. Yeah, tell your management, tell people to hit them up. Mm Mm-hmm. Because um, you're right, we need that. I've been deployed three times and every time I go on a deployment, they bring people in, you know, one year it was some football guys. I don't even remember who they were retired, old and crusty, but um, yeah, get on that US, USO tour. So people, women, and you mentioned you went to Paris Island, there were no men. So that's very different than what the army does because although I didn't do basic, well, basic training. There is men. The correction, there is men, but like how you guys train together, we don't yeah. train together. So there's okay. one female battalion. So there are gotcha. four battalions, but there's one battalion that's female with the female companies inside that battalion. And the entire time that you're there, you're separated. That's so you good. Don't see for 13 weeks, for 13 that's good. weeks, you that's don't smart. enjoy the smell of a man. Listen. You don't even get a smell of a man. You, it's you and them girls for 13 weeks. You and all them other kitty cats. That's it. Clawing at each other. See, right. I love each other. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, that's actually very smart that the Marines, that they do that. I'm sure they're doing it probably because of phys- physicality. Because the Marines have the hardest basic training out of all the branches. But if you put men and women together, the men probably go harder because they have the physicality to do that. I'm not saying we are not as hard as they are and won't push. But I think there's a big difference, you know, between men and women physically. The the army mixes everyone in and that creates problems such as sexual harassment. Also, you know, people getting up with one another and sleeping with one another. So the Marines, they are smart for that. I never knew that, that they separated the the genders during basic camp. Mm-hmm. That's I, a smart I thing. I never thought of, at the time, you don't think about it, but as an adult, 
now, you know, I just had my 35th birthday, Scorpio season, we up. Um, <laughs> happy, bir- <laughs> happy birthday again. <laughs> we up, Scorpios. Um, but when I was younger, I didn't see the importance of it. And I see the importance of it now. I mean, you know, there's so many different divides, you know, in, in the country, there's everybody has their opinion or whatever, but being, um, being a Marine, because once a Marine, always a Marine, being That's a Marine, right. Semper you Fi. understand, thank you. <laughs> um, you learn to understand that it's mission above everything. And if we had more of a utilitarian philosophy as a, as a nation, right, the greatest good for the greatest number, instead of the greatest good for those few individuals, then it would really make a change in a positive way. And, you know, sacrificing for that 13 weeks and not thinking of sexuality or thinking of the opposite sex because you don't have a choice and focusing on the mission, you are allowed to really develop and grow as a service member. For So they break you down for 13 weeks from I of who I was until you become a part of this unit. You're not even allowed to call yourself I and you can't say like, I would like this or what, because it don't matter. They say you, you call yourself this recruit. Like you haven't mm-hmm. even earned, you know, lot. they take all of that from you. And because of that, you know, now, even as a comedian, when I look at the camaraderie, when I look at the bigger picture, even when you deal with people that, you know, may, may be uh, a little arrogant or you deal with people that feel like they're just like above everything else. When you deal with different things, you realize that without all of us, without us united, there's no way that we can win these battles. And that's, that's the, the culture of Marines when they talk about honor, courage, and commitment is really being committed to a goal greater than yourself. And that's the foundation of who I am. That's really a culmination of, of everything I could ever say on this podcast is I'm committed to something greater than myself. Yes. Yes, she is. And I can attest to that. I saw Candace um, at the Naples Improv. I want to say, I don't know, like six months ago, <laughs> Michael Blackson was headlining she was there in the audience with her family, her husband. She comes, she introduces me to her husband and her family, and she's raving about me, Dr. Delvina, never tells me that she was pursuing a career in comedy. So, you know, I don't know to introduce her to Michael as an up and coming comedian, which is what could have happened, but because she was talking so much about me and even Candace, I was like, okay, what about you, Candace? <laughs> so I can truly attest to that. And you're right. The thing that um, some of us are missing is that we don't have that sense of camaraderie. We're not for the greater good. We're not, we don't, we don't think about karma. We don't think about doing unto others as we would have others do unto us and all that other jazz. So I can personally attest to everything that she just said. Um, before we move away from the Marines, I want to make a big deal out of her accomplishment because the Marine Corps has the lowest ratio of women in all the U.S. military branches. Let me say that again. The Marine Corps has the lowest ratio of women in all of the U.S. military branches. There are more women in the Air Force, in the Navy, in the Army, in the Coast Guard. Women don't join the Marines typically. Um, she mentioned basic training for 13 weeks. I believe the army's basic training again, I didn't go through it because I was a direct commission, but their basic training is eight weeks, if I remember correctly. And the big difference too between the trainings, the army they do push-up sit-ups and a two-mile run, whereas in the Marines, they do pull-ups, not push-ups. 
Is it pull-ups or chin-ups? Pull-ups, right? Yeah, pull-ups. Yeah. And then women do like the arm hang. You have to stay above the bar for 60 seconds. Oh, y'all getting out easy like that? Y'all don't do pull-ups? No, it's, it's, it's harder <laughs> than the list. After, you have to do all that after you do a three-mile run. You have to uh, be on a three-mile run. And you have to be Oh, yeah, to that's the other big difference. Business. So You guys do a three-mile three run and not a two-mile run. Timing. Right, it's a set timing. You have to be um, to be able to go like a first class, second class PFT physical fitness um, test. And that also affects your ability to be promoted. Yes, absolutely. So guys, we have come a long way in the military. It only took us until 2016 for the defense secretary to announce that all military op- occupations will be open to women without exception. Prior to that, women were not allowed to be a part of special forces, not allowed to try out for all these elite groups in the military. So big ups to you. Thank you so much for serving. We appreciate you. Um, how many years did you do in the Marines? I did four years. I did four years and I got out and then I went to school. Um, one great thing about the military, if there's anybody listening that's thinking about going to the military, as you have two military women on this um, podcast is the opportunity to go to school. So I actually finished my associates while I was on active duty and then went on to do my graduate degree and my doctorate. So, I mean, it was such a blessing being able to go to school and then get out to use the G- the post 9-11 GI Bill at the time where they, they give you housing allowance. You can focus on your studies and really make something of yourself. Yeah, man. That's called double and triple dipping, using your resources to get ahead and not using your own money. So you started out um, you know, on the right, on the right foot with the right, on the right track with everything. So you, before we get to the comedian, I want people to know who you really are. Cause you are not just some girl who decided to do stand up. Um, you mentioned you went to college, you went on to get your doctorate. You are actually doctor, doctor, doctor mm-hmm. Candace. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I did. Um, School education was always really important to me. I think that early on, I wanted to understand both sides of the coin, you know, and you can make your own decisions when you're more well-informed. And that's what I wanted to do. I wanted to be able to understand from going the educational route and then also life experience. And because of the combination of the two, I was able to go on and produce for Sesame Street. I was able to go on and do things in the advertising industry with like Kellogg's Frosted Flakes and Intel, uh, the computer company, I was able to do a lot of really cool things. And that came from having an understanding of both. I think they danced together. Um, so I went on and did that. But there's a lot of things also that I found in education that were lacking that real world experience really, if, if it hadn't been for that access, if it hadn't been for my hustle and getting out there and changing and saying, you know, when they tell you in school, oh, well, you're going to do your internships or you're going to do um, your residences at this time. This is when we're going to do it. It's a little bit different because you're a medical doctor and you're, as a physician, is it's a different thing. But as right. far as me, my, my uh, background is in business. So for me, I could, you know, I could push the envelope a little bit. I was like, no, I'm going to do you know, mine in my junior year, I'm going to do my internships because by the time I get to my senior year, I will have already secured a position. I will already be in. And that's what happened. I started at a studio answering the phones and I answered the phone so good. People be like, well, where's the girl that answered the phone? They just Ah. hear from me. Like I was, I was a hustler. I'd get on the phones. I'm like, good afternoon. Thank you for calling. And I would, okay, let me route you to the right direction. I would be so helpful. I provided more service than I got paid for. And I moved very quickly through the ranks. Yeah. What was your major in undergrad? It was actually film. 
Okay. It was film. So my job in the Marine Corps was a combat correspondent. So it was my job to tell the stories of the men and women of the armed forces. So the people that follow around, and if you're overseas and you know about the armed forces networks, mm-hmm. at one point I ran the armed forces network after I was, I was an anchor. I was a reporter. I was on the radio. So you were one of those people. You were one of those people we would see on TV in Iraq giving us the updates in Afghanistan. That was was my job. So it was almost, it was a natural progression when I got out to get a degree, my bachelor's in digital film. So I went on to digital film, then I went to Full Sail University and got my master's in entertainment business because I wanted to, again, just get into the, the details of it, contract law, all that type of stuff. We studied there and I absolutely loved it. And then I just said, hey, I just want to get a terminal degree because at the time I was like, I'm moving and making these things happen, but I'm a busy body. Y'all, you will definitely see. Um, it just wasn't enough for me. I said, I can still push myself to do more. And that's yeah. really what I had been doing since I left home. I was like, I can do more. I can do more. I can do more. And that's what I did. And you're, you're a doctor of what's your doctorate in? In business. All business right, y'all. Yeah. Okay, Dr. Candice. So now it's time for the, when, what was the awakening moment? What said, I'm going to tell jokes. You know, it really wasn't that I wanted to tell jokes. Okay, let me tell y'all this. See, y'all are getting this, this tea because people ask me, I was actually on a show with Alex Thomas and he was saying, well, how did this, you know, happen? Because he, he would be like, "You, so you was riding around in tanks? Like, like you was doing that, you know? Because people just don't see me that way. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, how do you go from this serious person, director of operations for companies, producer, the person like, you're the money person. You're the person that people go to when they trying to get to the business. How do you go from that to telling jokes? Well, the truth is, I got tired of being the person that everybody hated. People hate the business person. They mm. hate the person. They hate the accountability person. I just got tired of being. I was like, I want to be able to tell the truth, to say what's really on my mind. And I wanted to be well-received. And because I had such a passion and a love for comedy for such a long time, I said, I want to be able to communicate my message. I want to be able to really connect with people without them thinking that I was coming at them. You know what I'm saying? Like sometimes I think it's a big thing, especially for black women, people will quickly, you know, turn off whenever I say that, but that's the truth. Like I would always in business come off as, oh, she's aggressive or she's not approachable or she thinks she's all that. How so? Because I'm bottom line. I'm like, I don't want to hear, you know, all of it. This is bottom, I'm mission. So, so you were described this way in your roles in for companies and organizations previously organizations. I don't have tact. I hold people, my standards are too high. I've had people in companies. There was a company I work with and one of the guys who was my mentor and, you know, they built all this different wealth and all these different things actually in Aventura. And he said, you know, Candace, um, you know, you can't expect people to be how you are. Hmm. What to you know, have ethics, to have a little integrity, to to do what you say you're gonna do. Like what what do you mean by that? And so I was but he just committed. meant he just meant being so upfront and frank. Cause you no, know, most I people think I think he in that particular, he was saying that the level, I'm like, okay, if I can come in in, in this particular situation it had to do, I had just had my son two mm-hmm. weeks at, at the hospital. I gave birth. I was still organizing um, a charity event that was going on two weeks. I was in charge of it. I still was answering my phone, doing what's that. I had given birth. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. I was at the hospital working. I was at the event two weeks later. Like I just didn't play those games. It had nothing to do with me, me, me being like an overachiever, whatever. That's just how I'm built. Like yeah. those are Marines. Marines are, yeah. if I can't just say, Oh, what, you know what? 
Dr. Delvina, I know I said I would organize this for your event. I know I said I would show up to your podcast, but you know, I just, it's just too much for me. I just, I'm having a hard day. I just get birth. Like, oh my girl, snap it, get it together because it don't work like that. So it yeah. was really one of those things where it was like, I just wanted to let my hair down. I've been locked in cock since I was 17 years old. So in my thirties, I just decided I'm not going to be who I've always been, or I'm going to get the results I've always gotten. I mm. want to completely go left. I want to live my life to the fullest. And I want to do what I really love, which I love communicating with people. And comedy is nothing more than a conversation. Mm. Conversation is the sending, receiving, and duplication of a message. When people repeat my jokes, when they come up to me on the street, when they follow me on social media, when they say, oh my gosh, that happened to me. When I talk about being a step parent, mm -hmm. you know, the jokes that come with step parenting, when I talk about you know, um, I just did an, uh, an exotic poetry cabaret and I was like, I came in here dressed in my church clothes. I didn't know what to expect y'all, you know, and the girls are twirling on the pole. Like you're able to communicate with everybody and everybody can receive it. And they take those funny stories and they take those different jokes and they repeat it and they share it and they learn something from it. Okay. All right. Yeah. You know, um, I think a minority of people are hardworking. That's the minority. The minority of folks don't go over and beyond. Mm -hmm. A minority of people will go over and beyond. Um, most people are average. Most people are average. Most people don't want to work more than 40 hours a week. Some people don't even want to work 20 hours a week. Um, so yeah, when someone like yourself comes in with that presence and, um, you know, I could, I could so hear them telling you that like, hey, relax. We're, and South Florida is also one of these places where everyone shows up late. <laughs> the day doesn't start until nine, 10 o'clock. Like, you know, for folks who start early, you can't even call some people because they're still lying in the bed at nine o'clock, yeah. which I can't fathom. But, and the we other thing, five. We yeah, five fresh. exactly. Five, five 30 hitting it. The other thing is people can't deal with frankness. They can't deal with someone being upfront. And I know you're not a rude person. You're a very nice person and you're not standoffish. So I don't even, that's, that's a misinterpretation. So I just want to go on the record and say that. Um, but that's the minority, um, the majority of people, excuse me, you are in the minority. It took a long time though, to appreciate and just be okay with it. Like to, to stop trying to, you know, over explain yourself or yeah. be uncomfortable with not fitting in and, you know, just being like, yeah. okay, we're just being like this outlier that just kind of like floats around, you know, like even when you said, uh, you know, when I saw you with Michael Blackson, mm -hmm. my thing has always been like, I, I just so wanted to just be supportive of the people that I encounter, especially that I see doing amazing things. The conversation that we're having right now is going to bless somebody and it's because you keep showing up and some people don't know you were doing rounds today at the hospital. You run multiple businesses. Like, you know, it wasn't me giving you your accolades because I'm like, you guys, you know, it's just, I just like to, I love to brag on people that I know people mm -hmm. do not give enough credit to. So yeah. the work that you do and you still show up and you, you built out brain love and you, you have this vision of something greater, it's inspiring and enough people don't know about that part. See, there she go again. There's, there, there she it's goes not, again. It's not though, because people don't see, 
you know, I'm still the director of operations for a private security firm. Our security firm is the largest uh, minority security firm in South Florida. That's right. We do a lot of celebrity protection, a lot of other events. And yes, I have those accolades and multiple, you know, awards from the military. And I've built this and done that. But at the end of the day, I think it's really imperative that we celebrate ourselves more. So it's not even, this is not even a season of just celebrating you. I'm really celebrating myself because for 35 years, I never even had a birthday party. I've Mm. never had a birthday. I've never celebrated my birthday. I have never done, I've never done trips for my birthday. I never made my birthday a big deal. And you know, this year it was a big deal. Like we went all the way up, but this was the first year that I did that. And so I was excited about coming on the podcast because this is a season more than anything else for veterans, for, mm. for women, for men, for children, for everyone that you need to celebrate yourself. You need yes. to set the standard of yes. how you want to be celebrated because that has so changed my mental health, my joy, the way I feel about myself, the way I wake up in the morning, because I celebrated myself. Like I didn't wait for somebody else to open a door for me for 35 years. I was waiting to be invited for the, to the party. Mm. In yeah. comedy, I'm kicking down doors. I don't care if I'm invited to your party. Like, right. I'm going to kick down doors and I'm going to open my own doors and I'm going to create opportunities yes. and invite myself to the party. And that alone will allow you to step outside of that, that, that dark that bubble box, time. that cage. Yeah. Yeah. It, and it weighs us down. Like, man, I just, I wish people saw me make them see you. Yeah. Yeah. But you, you got, they can't yes. see you until you see you. You got to yep. see yourself. You got to show up for you. You got to show it. up for you and you got to make people see you. That's hey. it. That's why I love your podcast. I'm like, you don't know that I'll be watching it, but I love <laughs> and I love what you do. Cause it's always, you know, sometimes it's a little spicy. It's a little, it's all these different yeah, things. But we got to get dirty. We <laughs> let's go. <laughs> But I love this. I love that celebration of self. That's the season I'm in. So, man, I wanted to do a couple of questions with you, but you're married. So can't do that. (laughs) Let's do them. Before we go there, they're always married. Yes. Before we go there, I just want to say shout out to uh, the sugarest Louise Jackson, LJ, as I call her. That was a connect that you made. Um, And I want to emphasize that amazing people enjoy having other amazing people around. Um, Candace and I did not talk regularly. Really, there was a long stint in time when we weren't, we didn't communicate at all. But being a connector that you are and the person that enjoys bringing people together, you introduced Louise and me together and we are still together. That's awesome. I love that. Yeah. Make sure y'all check out the spa. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. Hit the spa up. Yeah, so shout out to LJ. She's another person with big visions, a lot of energy, a lot of goals, and she's getting stuff done as well. Excellent services and products. I absolutely love them. Okay. So here's the first question. What's your favorite position? You can answer that how you want. It doesn't mean it's sexual. (laughs) CEO. No. (laughs) (laughs) There it is. Leave it at that. Period. CEO. That's it. I love it. Who's your favorite comedian? Oh, this is kind of tough. Um, I would say right now, uh, in my studies, that I have two. So my two favorite comedians are Ali Sadiq and Ted Carpenter. 
Mm. And I love Ted Carpenter because I've actually, I actually work with him, but Ted is, I mean, really brilliant at what he does. Like he, he has like that, he has that edge. He has that fire when he's on stage and any audience, I don't care who it is. Like they always are like drawn in and like begging for more. I mean, he came out as a headliner off Def Jam. Um, and he went out and did a totally different route. And this is why I'm really big on history. He came out and he didn't do clubs to kind of get in and, and, you know, was just doing little spots. Like he came out and he was headlining and he was doing theaters and concert halls and around the country, which is crazy. I mean, Bernie Mac opened for him. Dio Hughley opened for him. Like this guy, uh-huh. yeah, I mean, really is a comedy legend. And I just love working with him. And the second I would say he's number one. And the second I would say Ali Sadiq and I would say Ali Sadiq because I love his storytelling style. That is my style. When I'm on stage, you know, I'm always working on cutting down the wordiness because I love just articulating the details. But the way he masterfully crafts a story is the coolest thing to me. Like watching these guys work. I'm like, I I got a chance to see them in DC a few weeks ago. And I was like, this is crazy because you're seeing the best of two different worlds. Yeah. People think of comedians and they think of quick jokes. You know, they're thinking of quick, quick jokes, quick punchlines. So to see a master weave a story and bring it together and incorporate the punchlines and dress. I mean, people, you'll see the audience is quiet and they control when they laugh and how they laugh. Yeah. Absolutely incredible to watch. It's Um, a phenomenal skill set, a phenomenal skill set. I have so much love for comedians. Um, You know, it's no secret either. I think a lot of people in the business, whether it's, um, you know, comedy or hip hop or singing or rapping, whatever it is, they're like regular people too. You know, and sometimes people in the industry have underlying mental health problems. I see comedy as a great, effective way to deal with stressors in life. For me, you know, laughter is medicine. That's cliche, but it's so true. The more you laugh, the more uh, you release certain chemicals in your brain. And these chemicals help with balancing your mood and helping with anxiety and it helps you to relax. Besides comedy, what's your favorite way to relax or deal with stress? Oh, I love a good massage. Mm-hmm. If I can get felt up, <laughs> listen, that is my favorite form of intimacy, whether I'm paying for it or my husband's doing it. Who oh. I love a good spa day and just yeah. being in silence, meditation. I spend a lot of time um, in the sauna. Those things for me is just like the perfect way to just unwind and just learn how to listen to myself. I think yeah. that we we're so busy listening to all these outside voices. Even think about it. Whenever you have a problem, you're like, oh, I got to call somebody instead of just going inward. So yeah. I love just going. I inward. go, I go inward a lot. I, you know, oftentimes I don't tell people what my issues are. I deal with it, you know, so I, I, I can dig it. I'm with you on that one. Finding that peace, getting that meditation, doing those things. Um, very, very effective for some people, you know, everything doesn't work for everybody. You got to know what your therapy is. Right. So before we get out of here, what dates do you have coming up? Where will you be? When will you be back at Dania Beach Improv or the Miami Improv? So Dania and Miami, I'm not sure um, as of yet. I think on the 15th of November is possibly Dania. I've been waiting on confirmations on that, but I'm not sure. Um, This Saturday, I'm actually going to be at Laugh and Votes. That's going to be in Lauder Hill. So that's really cool. Okay, please Um, text me. Y'all get out and vote. Yes, Text me that, please. Yeah. So that's this Saturday. I'll be there uh, opening for Kyle Grooms. 
And that's super exciting. I love Kyle Grooms. He's mm-hmm. very, very intellectual. He's an intellectual comic. I love his style. Um, so I'll be on that show with him. And then on the 13th, I will be on the Kenan Thompson showcase in Fort Myers. I'm very excited about that. So Kenan Thompson, you know, he's one of the writers on Saturday Night Live and he's mm-hmm. Kenan Kell and all that kind of cool stuff. So I was really, I'm really honored to be a part of that. Um, and then I'll be headed up to DC to support Ted at the DC Improv. So if people are listening, you're in DC area. I will be up there on November the 23rd, I want to say the day before Thanksgiving, November 23rd. So a lot of good stuff coming down the pipeline. Y'all check me in DC, check me in Fort Myers, check me over in Lauder Hill this weekend and Daniel. Go to her website, guys, and subscribe to her email list. You add your email and you'll get on that list. She'll start sending you her dates and all that jazz so you can check her out. We got to support this queen, Dr. Candace Haynes Forrester. I really appreciate you for joining me on the couch tonight. Thank you so much. I love being on the couch. I thought the couch was going to be a little more edgy, though. Dr. <laughs> Delvina was awesome. She kept it cute. I thought that, uh, I was like, oh, on this couch. Well, let's say, this is, this is perfect right after the erotic poetry show I just did. <laughs> Hey, this is just part one. I wanted people to get acquainted with you, know who you are. You have so just such a history. I wanted people to really be able to to gain an appreciation that you are an intellectual comedian. You are not just someone who decided, okay, let me try this and see if I can make it work. You've been around the block. You're young. You're 35. You've done a lot of things. You've got a lot of stuff accomplished and you served our country. Yeah. And I'll never forget that. And I appreciate, I appreciate it was honestly, I don't know about anybody else, but it was an honor to serve this country. Yeah. What I learned and what I gained was invaluable. I'm with you on that. Cool. Is what we see in the army. What y'all say in the Marines? We say oorah. Yeah, that's right. Y'all go, right. We go oorah. To all my veterans, happy Veterans Day to you. Thank you so much for serving this country. If you are in crisis or if you are suffering from any type of mental health challenge and you're a veteran, please call the veteran hotline. It'll be in the verbiage for this podcast episode. Please, please, please. You can also call my office at 305-981-1700. And to veterans in Hollywood area, we have a grant. We were awarded a grant for um, mental health to provide services to our veterans here in Hollywood, Florida. If you want to get a massage, if you want to do Reiki session, if you want a facial, if you want mental health treatment, please call the office at 305-981-1700. Dr. Candace, say brain love. Brain love. Okay, y'all, that has been the show. But before we get out of here, I got to play some Marine stuff too. So this is the Marines hymn. Dun, 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 dun. Dun, 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 dun. I hope you guys enjoyed Candace on the couch. I couldn't leave here and not play some of the Marine stuff. So this is their hymn, and let's see. I'm going to play a cadence, too. You'll hear their cadences sound a lot different than the Army cadences. Hey, listen. Tomorrow is Monday. Hey. Hey, hey, I hope you guys are motivated and ready for the week. Don't worry. It's, the holidays are coming up. I don't want you to fret. I'm here for you. You do not have to fall into the holiday blues or into that dark space that you usually fall into because people are here for you. 
So please, I hope you enjoyed this this episode. I hope it was funny for you. I'm switching the cadences in the background. This is another Marine Corps cadence. Just remember, love yourself. Love yourself, love others. Take care of yourself. Eat right, eat healthy, exercise, be active. Go walk, run, ride your Peloton, whatever it is. Get out there and get some sun. And thank you again for joining me on the couch, guys. I appreciate you. Thank you so much for following the podcast. If there's an episode you would like for me to, um, if there's a topic you would like for me to talk about on, on an episode, let me know. DM me on Instagram at Dr. Delvina. And now I'm offering subscriptions on Instagram. So please sign up for exclusive content and material just for my subscribers. All right, everybody have a phenomenal week. It's the end of an episode. Thank you guys for joining me on my couch. It's been a pleasure. It's Dr. Delvina. Remember, every day you must have brain love. Balance. You can't have all work and no play, and you can't have all play and no work. Reframe. Reframe your negative thinking. Think positively. Avoid negative people. Inside, everything you need, it's inside of you. Look inside yourself. Needs. Know your needs. Your needs come first, not everyone else's. Limitations. Limit your expectations of yourself. Ownership. Own your mistakes, learn from them, and move on. Vengeance is not yours. It's the Lord's. Express yourself. Every day, meaningful communication. Don't go to bed angry. And that's been my show, guys. Brain love. Thank you.